Hi, this is Colton O'Connor with Radio 1190 KVCU Boulder. I'm here with Donato, and we are sitting here with the Montreal band Ott. How's it going, guys? Hi. Good. Hey, good. Uh, first, how's the tour been? And have you been enjoying Denver? I guess like you just got here, right? Yeah, no, this tour has been really great. Um, a lot of good shows. Um, yeah. The weather was terrible on the East Coast, but the shows pierced through mm -hmm. yeah. that weather. And yeah, we've been in Denver. Um, for maybe 45 minutes and so you far guys are great 45 minutes. Have you guys like this room? city? So far, best city. Yeah, yeah this block. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, it's fine. We've been here twice before and I think we had almost the exact same amount of time. Yeah. In fact, tonight will be the first time we get to sleep in Denver because the last two times we played we had to start driving to St. Louis. The structure, uh, the way that Denver exists, obviously, mm -hmm in proportion to other cities in the States kind of ensures that we will never in our lives see Denver. We'll <laughs> always be driving an incredibly long way yeah. and driving an incredibly long way. Yeah, that just kind of happens. Like, we're kind of, like, smack dab in the middle. People mm -hmm. either, like, start here, then yeah, get out as yeah. soon as possible, or come through right at the end. Right, just the sure. way it's laid out. That's kind of, like, all the who come through here. But, yeah, it totally makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we can ask you. Um, oh, yeah, so uh, with the new album... I mean, my, this might just be my own opinion, but I feel it has much more of a live tone to it. Um, mm -hmm. It has much more of a, like, it sounds like it was meant to be performed almost. It has much more, like, charisma in it. Uh, how is the recording style, um, or the writing style, I should say, in the album? Did it um, end up being most in the studio, or is it, like, while you're on the road touring for the last album? It was neither of those things. It was neither? The third, <laughs> the third way. The third way. <laughs> yeah, the third way. It, we did, we wrote the whole record in kind of a three month period between tours essentially mm -hmm. and then we recorded it in the studio the, I think that at least for bands of our level the days when a band could write in the studio are, are long gone because you're constantly constantly the clock is essentially just seen like a money <laughs> tree like wind down right. um, and on the, on the road like we don't really have much creative life force left because or time, honestly, because you're yeah. always driving. Yeah, yeah so don't feel creative right now. <laughs> Surprise. Maybe right now. Right. Not, not so five exactly. Yeah. 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 There's something about the black mold smelling there. <laughs> I mean, I think it's yeah, it's it's so much about a time thing, like where there, it's so rare that you have more than like thirty minutes to really do much before a show, mm -hmm. like to set up and sound check and stuff. And when you do have time, I don't know, I feel personally drawn to, like, I'd rather, like, walk around or, like, go find something fun to do than, like, I mean, I love playing music, obviously, but uh, it's, like, when I have free time, we don't think about, like, oh, well, let's go to the venue early and see if they'll let us, like, jam for two hours and write songs. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, let's go swimming somewhere, like, <laughs> yeah. let's do something. Definitely. So. Feeling much more like a job, I'm guessing. Well, it's just, like, I, I think when we're home, we're really prolific and creative, yeah. like, those three months that we were writing this record, we were practicing just about every day for, you know, a bunch of hours each day. And, like, you know, like, that really worked for us, that, like, formula of, like, get up every day and, like, just chug at it. Um, but, like, yeah, for whatever reason for us, we just, like, aren't really good or attuned to, like, writing on the road. It's just, like, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really present an opportunity or, like, something we're super interested in, I guess. Yeah. I don't think I've met very, made very many bands who write on the road. Yeah. The only band yeah, I know of that writes on the road is, is Swans. And they have a tour bus, so they sleep in the van overnight yeah. and they're driven to where they are and then they, 
they have the privilege of a day off. Mm-hmm. They also are immensely hardened and, and strong and and have en- the endurance of a thousand small people. Yeah, so tiny drummers, yeah. So they can do whatever they want. So what would you say your uh, biggest influences are? Maybe just for like this album or just in general, like what like what you need to change the sound, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's like in one way difficult just because each four of us would give a different answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure that there's a lot of like recur or not recurring like um, influence that ride like that runs through all of us. Things that are like totally fully common that like we went and be like we definitely want to do this or sound like this. Um, so it's I don't know. I have to say like I could say by influences um, and. If I wasn't so foggy, I would probably do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting just because, like, I don't... We, we just sort of didn't come into the record with any sort of map of, like, how we wanted it to sound or how we wanted the writing process to go or anything like that. And so it's kind of interesting to see how it ended up despite that. Mm-hmm. And I know you're, like, very prominent in the Montreal scene. You've very like, mm-hmm. spoken about, like, the bands playing there. And very prominent spoken that. Has that, like, sculpted your sound or has that, like getting in that, to that community changed like how you are now like touring all over the world pretty much and playing everywhere yeah, I mean it, it's like changed the way I think about music and playing music I don't I don't know if it has a there's like direct correlation between the music that you know my friends make and the mm-hmm. music that we make I mean I definitely sometimes get ideas and like you know a sort of like aesthetic or ethic maybe but um, but like bands like Harsh Reality and then and then stuff that like Montreal bands that I really love like mm-hmm. You know, we all, like they all sound very different from each other, and we sound yeah. very different from them. But I definitely feel very strongly influenced by like the music that my friends make, in the term, in the sense of like spending a lot of time listening to it. Um, yeah, how much of a role does satire or like sarcasm play in your songwriting? Like, how much of value do you think it has? Yeah, I think there's definitely like an element of uh, like tongue in cheekness at moments. Like, I would. I've talked about this moment in the in the weather song where there's this like absurd moment where like the the voice is like addressing this sort of like like an oligarch or something like that you know it's like addressing this totally like unaddressable figure and so like that in and of itself is like a it's like a it's like a funny situation but it's not devoid of meaning or like and it can still be like cathartic and I think that's like part of the power of satire and and that sort of thing I don't think I think there are also like a lot of moments of just like direct sincerity and yeah on the record totally I don't yeah I definitely don't think they exist independently there's two things that I'm thinking about and one the first one is the uh the sol- the like solo section in Pill which is like a mm. characteristically over the top solo but I don't think it's I don't think it's like I don't think yeah, I think that the the question that comes up for us often is kind of an implicit implication that something that's, that is satirical is like based solely in like referring to the thing that it's satirizing, or like, and that doesn't like exist on its own. But I think that like ultimately you can do like musically at least like before we even think about lyrics, uh, you can do work that like uh, calls to things that have been are typically considered cheesy or silly or funny and then by like going about them with a sort of like 
honestness that you're aware of that, you suddenly get to access them as if they're not cheesy or silly or funny yeah. anymore. You get to do the actual thing. I think that that's kind of nice. Definitely. I think that, uh, <clears throat> at least for me, music is like never intended to make people laugh. But there are moments that are like arresting, and moments like that, confrontational, like can make people laugh. Yeah. Out of like discomfort or something like that. But there's definitely no like pure comedy in it yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I don't know, like what contemporary like acts are you guys into, like, just personally? Uh <coughs> Okay. Um well we just played with Level Up and I really love them. They're from New York. Yeah, I, I just saw them at CMJ actually. Oh yeah, I you were at CMJ. Oh, yeah, no I was, yeah cool. that was like yeah, I saw them play at uh, Silent Barn. Yeah, after yeah, like yeah. just getting my hair cut there. Oh, it was, like shit, a really nice. crazy night, but yeah, no, they, they killed it. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. I love them and uh, Mitski, Eskimo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, what about I'm to? Uh, Diet Sig. We play with them in Boston. They're really good. Um, Pile Krill. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they just broke up, didn't they? Correct? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they played I their, that. That I really think, sad. second to last show yesterday or something like that. Um, I, don't know. I don't know. Did you see Shopping at Swinja? Oh, yeah. I just awesome. missed them, actually. They're really good. They're yeah, so no, good. they were, um, I was at Rough Trade when they were playing, and funniest story is I saw the John Grant album on the wall, and I went up to uh, my friend, like, hey, what do you think of that John Grant album? And he's like, eh, I didn't really like it. I thought it sounded like um, uh, Father John Misty with synthesizers. And the guy turns around, he's like, you think I sound like Father John Misty? And no. it was actually him standing oh right behind God. us. Oh, and so kind of, <laughs> he was, like, really nice about it and kind of joking around. But he totally, like, he was playing there, like, right after. <laughs> oh and God, it was amazing. totally, like, we just, like, kind of bit our tongues. And it was, like, the awkwardest conversation. And we had, like, walk away. My friend tried to save it because he's like from Colorado. He's like, oh, we're from Colorado. You're from Colorado. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, tried to like save like, it, but it was kind of like, just like yeah, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. dissed his album like right in front of him. Oh but. yeah. Anyway, yeah, shopping was playing. Shopping so, was really amazing. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, thank you for the interview. I hope your show goes great. Um, check out Ott's new album, Sun Coming Down, in stores now. Hello, Hello. we're Ott. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Radio 1190, KVCU, Denver, Denver, Denver Colorado. Colorado. Colorado.